it everybody and welcome to The Change Room where we bring you the best local and international sports commentary. I am your host Tibbs and as you can see next to me is not the man I like to hate and the man I love to hate, Spoo. We have a special guest. Spoo sadly can't handle Kaiser Chiefs losing to Pirates so he's not here for this current week but we have a guest. He is a myth, he is a legend, Mr. Carvin H. Goldstone. Thank you for coming, Carl. Thanks for having me, Tibbs. I'm a, I'm a bit of a big myth. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody knows you as a famous South African legendary comedian, but I don't think they know that you are an award-winning sports journalist. Yeah, so I was a journalist for most of my life before I decided that telling jokes might be a better way to make money. But I still love sports, so that's why I'm here to hang out with you, Tibbs, and for the viewers to enjoy some of my uh, off-the-wall ideas about sports. Off-the-wall ideas. <laughs> about sports so you did local sports journalism mm -hmm. so the uh so what's a do ah, soweto derby was a big thing that happened for us yeah so covering soweto uh, derby covering so local sports for 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 five years i worked as a sports journalist covering local soccer and local rugby right. and in that time let me just say something i watched KZN teams go through many hidings from, uh, <laughs> from the big Soweto team. So yeah, yeah. Chiefs and Pirates, always the biggest game of the season. Fans are excited. People travel like, you know, around, um, around from around the country to go watch the game. Mm. Every now and then Pirates would also host the semifinal in Durban. So you get to see, you get to feel the magic of the, of the Soweto teams in your, in your location. But I think uh, the Soweto Derby remains the most important fixture on the, on, on the calendar all these years later, even during COVID. Yeah. You don't have the fans anymore, you don't have the big fanfare, but you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, the, the rivalry, <laughs> the, everyone rubbing each other over the match. And of course, you know, when, when your team loses, as for some this weekend it happened, it's still a tough time. You might not even come to work to do your sports show. Exactly. You know, it's, <laughs> you see, I, that's why I'm a professional. I had to come through and suffer because me and Spoo are both Pirates supporters. And then we lost. We, Pirates lost 1-0 um, to Kaiser Chiefs. It was, it was, it was a wonder goal. Um, I think Markovic scored a bicycle kick and like people online are saying, ah, comparing it to Wayne Rooney, mm. Lewandowski's, Ronaldo's bicycle kicks. So I just wanted to know for you in terms of in like sport, like why isn't like why are our sports always compared to international sports? Because you covered local sports. Yeah. For a long time. So we, we the way we we observe sports uh, mostly is through like TV, and oh, there's yeah. lots of international sports on TV. Oh, okay. So you you obviously you bombarded with images of uh, of Lewandowski and all that. <laughs> Uh, so the Chiefs and Pirates game, like, you know, it's the biggest one and supporters of other teams might even think there's too much emphasis. Yeah. Just on the game, Pirates was in some ways unlucky because they did have the majority of the position, they had oh, more yeah. corners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the game was theirs to win, they would have been the favourites for that one. Yeah, but definitely. As is the ball with football, anyone can win the game with a freak moment and yeah. like that was. Yeah, special moments. Maybe it'll be remembered as, uh, you know, one of those goals. For well, it has time. to be remembered. That's only a second goal of the season. So he's done nothing except for that bicycle kick. But I've done a few bicycle kicks in my time. Did uh, you win? <laughs> Tell me when, man. How Let me just say, it? it's all about the technique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you get your leg over your stomach. And let me say, when he does a bicycle kick and it goes in and everyone's like, wow, that's great. That's nothing. Yeah. When, when a guy my size has a bicycle kick, <laughs> <laughs> that is something to cheer. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh my gosh, no. There's a small crack on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know because I'm a goalkeeper. So for me, yeah. my life is very A pretty goal, good goalkeeper, right? No, no, I was... You, won, I, you guys have won a few things. Yeah, no, like I was... You I won was, the league at Stella. Yeah, I, yeah. I was there. Yeah, and then also I was in Amazulu for... For like a season in the Were you at Amazulu for a season? Yeah, I was there in the reserve team, yeah. As this, as, would you do, during whose time? Who was, the, who was the number one? Ooh, this was like when I was still in high school. Like I was like literally, I was going to become, I was going to leave high school. To play and football. Go, and play football. There was the guy that played from Namibia. The one that was, he's, he's a, um, oh, he played for uh, Arrows. Mm. Who was the goalkeeper? Who was the main goalkeeper during that time? You can't remember this. I blocked it out mentally in my head. Like no, no, because I made case it in. Like I was, that was my dream to go play soccer afterwards, and then it happens. I'm enjoying my life now. You can't do what you can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do by your chat, fam. Can't do your chat. But yeah, you're speaking about all the other local South African Durban teams like also doing well because Amazulu on a ten game unbeaten streak. Benny McCarthy has a 10-game undefeated streak as a, as a manager. And then we speak about, obviously, Gavin Hunt, um, like, struggling this season. Mm. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, a manager versus the players? Like, who's really to blame if, if, if a team is performing or not performing? Well, it's always the manager, because if the team uh, is underperforming as players, mm. then they sometimes not playing for the manager. So the, it always comes back to, has the manager fostered an atmosphere where players feel comfortable to express themselves, where they feel like they owe the coach something, mm. where they want to impress, you know, they want to impress. Almost like, how oh, you want to impress your father in life and <laughs> do well for your dad. Yeah, yeah. They also, he needs to create that atmosphere. And I think Benny McCarthy, Benny McCarthy is a legend. Like most mm. of the Africans who picked up football a few years ago would know him as a coach, Cape Town and Amazulu. But Billy McCarthy is a South African with a Champions League medal. Yeah. Uh, for Porto, Mourinho as coach. Uh, not a great Porto team too. Not like, not like the greatest uh, Porto team of all time or even a great European team, but just a fantastic. And he was the number one man up front. He also played for Salto Vigo and Blackburn. And I think he finished off at West Ham. But yeah, he kind of went on, on the way and on the way out. But He's a great sporting icon for South Africa. He arrived on the scene. And yeah. some people might be too young, but I watched that game. Hey, he arrived on the scene. Yeah. I think it was against Namibia. Uh-huh. And he scored four goals uh, in his, in his like, debut. And he ran and he was young. He wore number 17. And we were like, who is this kid? <laughs> it was the beginning of an era. A great, great footballer out of South Africa. Probably the most uh, accomplished in terms of, of uh, achievements because, you know, he was also, like, where he was, he was the top goal scorer. Uh, yeah, Black one, he was top goal scorer. Uh, I think he might have been at Porto uh, and I think also at Celta Vigo. So, you know. I know also he's a leading goal scorer for South Africa. Yeah, yeah. leading goal scorer for South Africa all the so time. So, like, no, so then, so the coaches, the people that are. But, you know, great, great footballers don't always make great coaches. No. So we got Frank Lampard struggling <laughs> at Chelsea, so, you know. Oh, no, no. Because you speak about that. So then, like, Frank Lampard or even Olegana Solskjaer, all of those types. Yeah, but Olegana Solskjaer wasn't really a great footballer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was okay, but let's be honest, he wasn't even a starting. He wasn't even Ferguson's starting team. Okay, no, no, that's catching. He did. He did score once against. I think it was Nottingham Forest. I watched the game too. Nineteen ninety. Oh. I think it was ninety nine or ninety eight. Oh. He came off the bench and scored four goals in like I think it was twelve minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's definitely someone who. who who knew how to find the goal? He was part of the the ninety nine treble winning team, and he scored. 
He scored the, I think it was the Levler, right? Yeah. And, and, and the winner. He scored, he scored the winner. Sheringham scored the Levler, he scored the winner. One yeah. of those two, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's an accomplished yeah. footballer. But he's not a legend. No, that's but he's also, you know, I think he won the league with Mulder. I might be wrong, yeah, but he won, he won, he won, won, won the won, league won with Mulder. With Mulder. Yeah, he, he had, a, he had a bad time. Um, he shouldn't have taken the Hull job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was always going to be. I think Tan was the owner. It was always going to be a, a a job that was. Yeah, because they were in the relegation. On the way so down, so I don't think Ferguson wants him to take that job. Mm. But when he got the United job, I was very surprised. Seriously, like aside from Molder, he <laughs> Ole has no pedigree as a coach. Aside mm. from that Molder moments, I mean, there's great coaches out there. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, big teams were just giving opportunities to. Like players, uh, ex-players. Yeah, Frank Lampard, uh, Arteta. Mm-hmm. Um, G- mm. I think Gerard. But Gerard's done well though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it was just weird that Ole got the like literally the biggest team in, in England. England. Yeah, but you said Arteta because yeah, everyone knows that you are very. Pa- oh, people know that he's a very passionate Arsenal supporter. Um, Arteta, it's it was they they drew three three with David Moyes at um, West Ham. West Ham. And I know that on your uh, on your social media you claim that Arsenal should be in the top four if they had if things were perfect in a perfect scenario. So how do you think Arteta's done well in taking Arsenal to the next level? And how do you think Arsenal could have made the top four? I don't think top four is a, <laughs> is a a, um, a measure of success at the moment. Oh, okay. For Arsenal, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a good reason for that. I, I think just the league. Arsenal's never won a league with a suspect defense. Yeah. Dodgy defense. Yeah. Arsenal's never won. Arsenal's always won the league with a solid defense. And Ateta uh, inherited some dodgy players. <laughs> uh, Mustafi, Kolasinac, mm. Socrates. So the rebuild, for me, I measure him as uh, measure him on trophies. You, you support United? Yeah. I'm sure you want Ole to win trophies. Like, can yeah. Ole go another season without winning a trophy? Without winning one trophy? How many seasons would I be at United with no Five. trophy? Well, yeah, four. How many of his? How many was? How oh, many? for him, it'll be his third year. And his third year. Yeah. Arteta's one in one. Maybe yeah. one in two if you counted the the, the community the shield. community shield. That's two options. Now, if you look at the the Europa, this becomes a very important competition for Arsenal and for Man United yeah. because. For you, for Man United fans, hey. this is the only opportunity at a trophy. I don't think they'll catch Man City. No, no, no. It's not impossible. It yeah. can happen, but I don't think so. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, the Europa is going to be very important uh-huh. if they can make this Europa mm. final, firstly, and then win it. For, for Arteta, winning the Europa for me is very, very possible. Uh-huh. He sets up his teams in a way that I think he could win. Oh, uh, no, because obviously, like, you're an Arsenal fan. Um, this is passion talking. This is, no, that's what I said. So, <laughs> so what, in, in what way do you think he has done that? Like, to give you hope? Yeah. Because I, I, I think he's a ruthless manager in terms mm. of uh, what he wants to achieve. And I think Arsenal, for many years, under Wenger, was a very father-like figure. You speak to ex-players, mm. they still love him, they still talk about him glowingly. I don't think Arsenal players, many of them, will talk about Arteta in the same way. Mm. But I think Arteta has already shown it does get results so you know he dropped to Aubameyang because mm. Aubameyang came late mm-hmm. and Arsenal still won the, the London derby oh, against yeah. Spurs so he's ruthless because he wants players to do specific things he wants him to press and he's also uh, he's brought in players that I think 
are going to make Arsenal a better team going forward. Arsenal's never been a problem going forward. So, but you've got Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka and uh, now Martin Odegaard, who's oh, yeah. uh, like just made Arsenal more fluid, a lot more movement. Uh, the, the Arsenal midfield looks a lot more interesting than the Man United midfield uh, oh. to me. Oh, no, it makes sense. Uh, like, because Man United lost to Leicester City 3-1 and it was out without Bruno Fernandes. Like, I think with everyone. Yeah. And that midfield... He's the best midfielder probably in, uh, in Europe. Oh, no, no. In yeah. terms of stats, at least. Stats, at least. In the past, yeah, since he's been at Man United. Yeah, he's been great. He's been 100. And the thing is that... He doesn't excite me, though. I must be honest, as a no. player. I don't like... Like, uh, no, no, I, I, I'm a Man <laughs> I'll agree with you. Like, yeah. to be honest with Bruno Fernandes, the only issue is, like, he, 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 he doesn't have pace. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, have any, he doesn't do anything flashy. All he does is he creates space and he, can, and he can pass. Like, he doesn't do anything. Like, he doesn't beat a man. Like, he doesn't, like you think of, like you say, Saka. Saka, cool, you'll dribble, you'll get past a person. With Bruno Fernandes, you kind of get the feeling of he's just, he's, he's a genius type of situation of and geniuses obviously sometimes don't get classed as genius because I feel like the way that he sees the game because without him in the team Man United for some reason don't even look like they can string together a pass and then I think the fact that he's able to pinpoint who he can pass to how that person deserves to get passed because he gets so many assists yes he does penalties he scores goals so I just think for him for me personally he's not exciting because he just does the hard graft in terms of that's what he does. He does the pass before the pass or the pass that puts um, Pogba into space so that Pogba can take the shot and score and get the glory. And I think that for me, that's why maybe he's not as exciting because he doesn't have a sense of flair, but he has a sense of determination as a team of work ethic. And he wants to win. Like he, people underestimate that urge for soccer players. Like he doesn't just have flashiness. He has... He will run harder than you, even if he's not fast. He will make the unbelievable pass. So I just think that's maybe why. I don't know why people don't think he's as inspiring. But for me, I just think he's, he just sees the game in a way that people get the ball before they know where they want it. And he hasn't even fixed his teeth yet. So <laughs> once he fixes his teeth, Ronaldo who? No, Brasorius <laughs> was living without fixed teeth. Brasorius will be fine. Once Ronaldo fixed his teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, look, you are right. I agree yeah. with you that he's a, he's a winner. I think Zlatan Ibrahimovic would have enjoyed him. Oh, 110 Because uh, Zlatan and Mourinho, you know, they're interesting. Because they came to United almost like a little mafia mm. corner and kind of looked at the United team and were like, eh, these aren't winners. These are these, these are, are not Yeah, bad. these guys are not there to... And, you know, there's this whole thing between uh, Ibrahimovic and Lukaku oh, at yeah. the moment. Uh, it's, it's coming from that time at United. United yeah. Where Ibrahimovic just looked at Lukaku and I was like you my friend are not a star <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't but he's done well at Inter right he's done mm. he's been like I think he was the top scorer last season and mm. he, might, he probably is the top, top scorer, scorer this, this season, season. No. so you know he's a great footballer he was great at Chelsea put on a bit of weight at uh, United muscle fam he said he was pulling nah, muscle I don't think world. it was muscle no you, you were saying and for that World Cup he was a bit heavy he was a bit heavy he yeah. was a bit heavy and uh, for a strike I can understand it, but, but you know it slows you down a bit yeah yeah no but but that's the that's the key of of, of of great footballers like they have to know what their strengths are Lukaku decided his first touch was never going to get better so then he decided yeah. I'm just going to be 
bigger and stronger than my opposition and bulldoze them. And bulldoze through them. Like, yeah, it's what an important part of, I suppose, being an international footballer. Who, who's who's uh, who's been United's greatest striker post Ferguson era? Post Ferguson era, United's greatest striker, I would say. It would have, yeah. I think I think Zlatan had the biggest effect. You think so? I, I would say you've so. had some great additions. No, post Ferguson. Like, yeah, I would have said. I would have said. I would have said. You got Cavani. Like he's a world beater. I'm saying you got Falchao. He was a world beater. <laughs> <laughs> like you had like Zlatan. He's like the best strikers in no, the world that but, ended up at United. But what did they for do some at reason? <laughs> But what did they Flat. do for United? You've had great players. Di yeah. Maria, Memphis Depay. Yeah, but So they, there's been lots of like really top, top footballers. Top footballers, players. but they're for United. Have they performed? That's why I said Well, like that. does that mean that they're not top footballers or does it mean that... Oh, for all... There's <laughs> a lot of pressure at United. It's not the same like playing for anyone else. No, I just... Like, it's like you were saying about the coaches, like how the coaching system works. I don't think that the coaching system... Has, has, no matter who it's been from, Van Gaal, Moyes, Mourinho, they had their own type of players. They had their own type of football. And none of them, because they all brought those strikers in separately. Like, like, uh, like Lukaku was Mourinho's person. And when Ole Gunnar came in, he never liked them. So it was like, it's, it's very hard, I feel, for... I think they are really great strikers. Like, obviously, Falcao was amazing. But I will say Zlatan and Mourinho together, they knew... How yeah, to win. They, so then that's what I'll say. They had many win. trophies behind them, and that's and, and I think that's the most important thing about getting that connection between you know managers and and the players that they have. And yeah, I I remember um, at Arsenal when Arsenal went through its first period without a trophy before it won an FA Cup. I think it was twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember them saying this group of players that Arsenal had yeah, doesn't yeah. know what it feels like to win a trophy. Uh-huh. And that's a crazy feeling, like you think about the patch of players never having lifted something in their professional careers. Mm-hmm. Sure, they don't, they got no reference point. They got nothing to chase, no moment maybe. Yeah, no. Um, but you, you've got a few, you've got a few players who, who were around when, when uh, Mourinho was there, when you, mm-hmm. when you lifted the Europa and mm-hmm. you lifted the, was it the Carabao Cup? Yeah, Carabao Cup, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, like, uh, for me, I always say that I don't think Oli has the mentality to help us win. You're not a fan? Um, I'm, I'm, a, I, I was a, I'm not a fan. I don't think United Ole are going to win. I'm not Oli out. Oli at the wheel or Oli out? No, Oli out if I had to pick a struggle. If I had to pick a struggle, I'd say Oli out purely mm. because, for me, I think he's been given time and I don't see where people, like, people, okay, cool, people are improving, but the team is not improving. Like, everyone's like, hey, Luke Shaw can now play soccer all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, but, like, still, you still have Maguire and Lindelof at centre-half. Are they the best options? People like, oh, Rashford and Martial both scored 20 goals last season. Great. This season, Martial doesn't even know where his GPS is. You know, he can't shoot for anything. So I'm trying to figure out... Do you do Martial's... Do you think Rashford's better than Martial? I thought, potentially, uh, Martial was better than Rashford. Um... But when did you do that? Huh? When I, I think when did, when did? I, I would have said this season. But before that, I thought Martial. I think Rashford's overrated, to be honest. Oh. But I'm a huge fan of Martial. But I think that Rashford's a better, um, harder worker. I think natural talent-wise, I think I thought Martial was better. But 
talent can only get you so far in a career. Like now you're starting to see who's the person that actually consistently starts playing. And Rashford has had more consistent games than Martial. But speaking mm. about, like, we're speaking about, we're speaking about, like, footballers and managers, but then Liverpool, because I don't know if you know about the, the, the fin, uh, LeBron James's, like, uh, he's increased his stake in the Fenway group mm. that um, owns Liverpool and a lot of uh, American baseball teams. And now he's, like, I think the second uh, owner of the fin, black owner of the Fenway group. So what do you think is the, um, is, how do you think football has changed in terms of, it's not now teams and managers, but now we're having outside investment into football clubs and, and like having like, you know, Ibrahimovic yeah, um, uh, is the owner of Chelsea. Like, what do you think are the outside people that own football teams? Like, what do you think are their impact on the team at large? Yeah, I find the, the, I found the move a bit strange. Um, okay. I know the Glazers also sold a bit of a stake in United. I'm, I'm not sure how profitable football is without fans, so I, th I found that very interesting oh, okay, because yeah. if you look at the match day revenue, uh, I think United at one point was looking at a, a close to 100 million match day revenue over the course of a year. Mm -hmm. uh, that's ticket sales, food, Major drinks, whatever. Day, it's a lot okay. of money. It's yeah. a lot of money. Um, so, you know, um, I was surprised that there was this much investment in football at this point because... Mm. Will fans come back and how many fans will come back? Will, will that revenue stream come back? Or are they anticipating that with less people able to attend matches, it just blows up the broadcasting, the broadcasting rights and that's where the real money to be made mm. is going to be made. So people like LeBron James, at least using their money wisely, you know? Mm -hmm. I like watching shows where sports stars go broke. <laughs> How a sports star blew their fortune. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some bizarre stories about basketball players. Like yeah. from like playing in the NBA to living on the streets. Just crazy. No, so yeah, yeah, good for him that he's invested in it. Uh, the Fenway Group, I think, um, you know, the, the fact that they're owning more than... That's quite a common thing now. Mm. Is for people who are buying into the Premier League to already have some piece of sports. Dan Krunka was the owner of Arsenal. Know, yeah. Also has uh, shares in um, American sports. So and I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel like they've split their, their, their interests. Yeah. So there's, they're never going to be uh, Roman Abramovich, who's like heart and soul is in Chelsea. Or there's a Sheikh Munsah who oh, owns... Uh, Man City. Yeah. yeah, whose heart and soul is in Man City when you got that many... Investments, you have to like steal from here to put there, and I feel like Arsenal is one of those clubs that has not benefited much from that. Let's see what happens with Liverpool. Liverpool's struggling at the moment, hard. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm that. not sure if that has anything to do um, like long term with the uh, profitability of the club, or if mm. those, those brands are so solid that these teams can perform really badly and won't affect their bottom line. Look at United. United's yeah. still probably the highest earning. Yeah, and, club then, and then we got a new deal, yeah. a new sports cut deal, which is going to be the biggest. Yeah, it's biggest T-shirt deal in the world. Yeah, in the world. I mean, we're talking about and, and, and a team that hasn't really anything. performed at the level that made it famous for a long time, mm. and yet still able to get the biggest deal. Yeah, no, but like I think that's, that's how. Wild. No, but I think it's how we've <laughs> gone of like sports now. No more about sport. It's about like the brand and what you can sort of. But also like football yeah. fans. Um, mm. Not so much with rugby fans, it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe basketball fans also fall in the same. Are pretty unreasonable, like just human beings. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost like Trump supporters for their team. 
Yeah. Your team yeah. can do nothing wrong. They like yeah, yeah. fight for their team. They can't see it any other way. No, they can't. I'm not sure if you're a fan. Like, are you a fan? Like, oh no, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I am a fan of like, like I am that fan. Like, cool. If Man United lose, I'm like, I will, I won't watch sport for like two days. But like, I'm that. Would you passion. argue that they shouldn't have lost? Yeah, I'll, for two I'll, days. I will say, I will fight. Referee, them. blame the referee. I'll blame, blame the referee. I'll blame VAR. I'll blame. <laughs> I'll the, also, the, the Venezuela. Oh, I'll, I'll, system from Venezuela <laughs> to the, the I'll, I'll, I'll play Ole I'm like bro Ole out I'll be, I'll be there with the campaigners I think I think people are very passionate about it some fans don't like fans like that they say Ole out they don't show no faith in the manager I'll, I'll say from the beginning I, I, I like do you support the club you must support the club if the nah. club chose Ole you stick with that yeah I, I celebrate when you win I celebrate when you win but so, I don't think I can say I can disagree. Why must why can't I disagree? Why can't we be adults and say that I think we can do better? <laughs> That's how I feel it's like. Gonna it. drink this invisible water. <laughs> but no, so you're you're mentioning about rugby because like you were saying how the sports changed. So then yeah. obviously we have a lot of local rugby that's happening. Yeah. Um, a main thing that we were, we were talking about before we got onto stage is like, because the Sharks signed Sia Khaleesi yeah. to, the, to the Sharks. And then everyone's like, where is Sia Khaleesi? Yeah, where like, is he? I saw him in Cape Town, chilling and partying. I was seeing him there. I also always at Afros. I saw, I saw him at Afros. He's giving speeches to the world. Like he's not, he's not on the field because the Sharks need him because the Sharks last 43. Why, why? Well, there was a club. Close game. I'm not yeah, sure if you watched it, but I watched the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game could have gone. The, the Sharks were chasing the game for yeah. for a period, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? Um, if they get to level, then uh, it's going to come down. And it came down really to a kick. Yeah. And it was it was it was the worst way to lose because mm-hmm. you know it was such a high scoring game too. Yeah, yeah. 40, 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Good, good game. Um, but the whole time I'm watching like. Why would you get Sia Khaleesi and like be out here struggling? <laughs> when you got the world champion captain in your, on your books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he not playing? No, that's the thing. Cause like we were wondering, like, cause like we're thinking, is this just like maybe a publicity stand? Obviously like, no, but like it's more for image, like cool. Because he's giving, he's giving talks. He's, he's like being an ambassador mm. for the Sharks. But, and then we were trying to think, is this maybe his retirement package type mm-hmm. of thing he's looking at? Because he's, he's, he's still got some legs in him, though. Yeah, but then why isn't he? That, that's what we said. Like we're trying to figure out why wouldn't they try and start. It's good to see Yanni Duplessis him. playing for the Lions. I haven't seen Yanni mm. Duplessis. Yanni Duplessis is, uh, yeah, is, is a legend. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched enough rugby. Maybe people, maybe he has been. But I was like, wow, this guy is still, uh, is still playing. Mm, no. He was like in the 2007 team. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm. Yeah, even Francois Spain and Ruin Pina also and playing was, for mm. the for the Cheetahs, and I'm like. Well, I'm like, I think that the, we're bringing back all of our players because they all went migrated overseas to go earn money. Yeah. And, and we're trying to bring them all back, I, I don't know, for some renaissance or maybe the COVID situation's happening. But I'm really, I'm really excited to see them because they're leading our new generation because these players, like you said, they've learned how to win. They've learned how to win. And now these players are, 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 are making this new generation, hopefully, Get that winning ethos because the World Cup's in two years' time, and I don't think the Springboks are ready to kind of make a challenge because we haven't. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't put too much pressure on the Springboks <laughs> <laughs> to win another World Cup. Like they'll be two in a row now. They yeah. can, they, they, they can, they can, they can do quarterfinals or whatever in this one. 
It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll try. No, no. But so then for the views at home, we have other results from the kickoff. Uh, uh, from the kickoff, um, the Pumas defeated the Cheetahs. The Cheetahs. I mean, yeah, Pumas defeated the Cheetahs. Like that was a huge. Yeah. Thing. Like Cheetahs are one of the biggest uh, like rugby teams. Great franchise. Free state. I love world. rugby in the uh, in the free states. Mm. Good um, support systems. Like good development systems in the free state for for Cheetahs rugby. So yeah. Yeah. So then the Pumas defeated them twenty two. disappointed. Fifteen. Uh, the Pumas could be coming along in the for the Curry Cup. Like I think that we need to support our local franchises to try and make a better. A bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit a like group of players so we can have a, a, a like a squad to pick from for the World Cup, and then our last one would be um, the Stormers defeating the Bulls, um, 34-29. and I think that that was a great game of running rugby again. Like both teams, uh, Jake White coming to the Bulls, like he's really revolutionised like the format of the game. Like he's revolutionised, and he reminded us why. Hey, this guy was pretty dope back in his day. Yeah, Jake White's a champion. You know, he was He really won the World Cup. I remember when he came to the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like Jake White's coming and Jake White don't mess around. Jake White's a winner. Yeah, and then, and he's bringing that mentality, showing us again, like, you know, the coaches have a very important way in how to get the, the yeah. players and the team, like, going of cost in the correct way of playing. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, no, Carvin, do you have any... Like, cause like the, our show is nearly wrapped up. So do you want to say anything to the people about, cause you have some comedy shows that you want to plug through for everybody. Yeah, so, so then, for those of you in Pretoria and Johannesburg, I'll be in Pretoria and Johannesburg on the 26th and the 27th of this month, March. It'll be Friday and Saturday, Friday at the Sky Hotel and Saturday at the Menland Fire and Ice that's in Pretoria. It's a one hour show, I'm preparing for a new special. Uh, and if you come to the Friday show, you can also come to the Saturday show because it's going to be two different shows. Okay. Uh, I've got this new thing I'm doing, the Carbon Goldstone experience where I don't actually like know what I'm going to do. I kind of <laughs> go up and we take it from there. Okay, no, no. So um, I know you're new to the show, but we have this final segment uh, called MVP. So that's yeah. the most valuable player. So that's the most valuable player of any sport. Go in the comments below. Tell us. We'll speak to you. We'll go through. Do you have your most valuable player? So I'm a football fan. Primarily, I do dabble in other sports. Um, chess, darts. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, the biggest player, the biggest player of the week for me was in the Europa League, which yeah. might not mean much to Champions League. Uh, fans, I'm but, a Man you know, United supporter, yeah, bro. We watch, we, we we're watch the football. same thing. We're in the same WhatsApp group. We watch <laughs> football on Thursday. And <laughs> up against Spurs, Dynamo Zagreb. What a performance. They came in, won the game 3 0, um, and basically took the tie. Yeah, and they shouldn't have won 3 0. Like, like no. Spurs took it for granted. Spurs are like, we have a 2 0 lead. Like, all we got to do is be chilled. And then the homeboy came through. So, the most valuable player from. Like yeah, yeah. definitely. Ishmael Bangura, most valuable player. Ishmael Bangura. For those of you who want to check out those goals, this man really like just puts Spurs to the sword. Yep. Uh, Mourinho like just downcast. Spurs could not believe they threw away the first leg lead, and so you know I'm not sure how far Dynamo's grip goes in the competition. Yeah. But definitely, this will be their trophy for the season out of Europe. They can take this mm -hmm. and say, "Wow, we beat Spurs. We came from behind and won 3 0 and yeah, that's the big play of the week for oh, me. For me no, yeah. My play of the week was uh, Luzon Lee. Uh, she is a Proteus female cricketer. She is the number one rated ODI batsman and she helped uh, the SA women's team defeat India by six wickets. 
when I last ball thriller and she is the yeah she's the highest ranked uh, player and also the the the, the proteas females like they are fifth ranked in the world but they defeated India's ranked second and now they've taken an unassailable to no lead in the T20s and it was from her making 70 in 20 overs so she's Did, my she be, would she be a bats woman or <laughs> yeah, bats, bats. Oh, bats woman. Yeah, I think uh, I would say she's a bats woman. Yeah, I, I think they call them batsmen, but like that's wrong. That's wrong. She's a bats. <laughs> she's a bats woman for the people out there. And then your fixture of the week. Um, what is your favorite fixture to have watched uh, this past week? I really enjoy the lions and sharks. Uh, oh, it's been yeah. a while since I watched rugby. It was a tight game. One mm-hmm. with the last kick of the game. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. A local play. I'll go with a local play. Uh, Sharks unlucky to lose the game. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, lots of positive signs and also a lot of fight back. I think that's the most important thing is when your team loses, you want to look at the game and ask yourself, but did we put enough fights in this game to give us hope for the next game? And sometimes your team loses and you feel like as you walk away from the game, they didn't even try. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, Sharks fans, uh, you can keep your heads that all up. I know, yeah. For us Sharks fans, like this is only the beginning. Like, see, Kalis is going to come and save us. Captain South Africa. He's going to come through and he's going to save us. But um, for me, my fixture of the week probably has to be just because um, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about this. Because in our our thing, we have our Six Nations bet. And, yeah. and Spoo believes France is going to win okay. the Six Nations. And they kept their hope alive by beating Wales 32-30. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be virt- not virtually impossible. But the permutations for France winning is way is like they need to score five tries have to sacrifice a goat win by 20 points <laughs> they have to score like five tries they made it hard for themselves yeah they basically yeah. like score five tries win by 20 points like it's they have to score six tries and win by 18 points like it's very hard so thank goodness that france never got a bonus point so that wales can win the Six Nations and I can prove Spoo that he's a buffoon and he's wrong. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm taking the Spoo energy at the Yeah, moment. you can like, take the Spoo energy so from today. I'm like, looking at you. I tell Spoo. I'll tell Spoo you, that he's you, gonna be You right. chubby Spoo, you. <laughs> <laughs> but so now there are important fixtures coming through um, for the following week. So who are your team that you believe are gonna be in the running for the Europa League? And the way for Champions League. Well, you've got this international break that I really yeah. like, you know, any football fan. Mm. Uh, in, international football is not real football unless it's the World Cup. <laughs> 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 so we find it like, oh, can I get done with this thing? Yeah, yeah. So for two weeks, we'll have a break and then we're back into it. And I am, um, I'm feeling quite positive for my my team, Arsenal, uh, okay. to do quite well in this, up against Slavia Prague. So I feel like there's a good opportunity for Arsenal to get a trophy. Uh, they'll have to beat uh, Slavia Prague and there's a chance that Arsenal might face Man United in, in the, the final if Man United gets through which would be a nice throwback to the days of old when the rivalry between Man United and Arsenal was for the league title it was for the FA, FA Cup it was it mattered for the last few years the rivalry between Arsenal and Man United has not mattered it's kind of been like a Facebook banter thing mm-hmm. but this one is for trophies so uh, I'm deep down in my heart hoping for an Arsenal-Man United final. I was actually, Arsenal played Chelsea in the Europa final. I was actually at um, in London oh, at the Arsenal official bar crying with everyone else because <laughs> Chelsea beat Arsenal in 2019. Okay, it's, man. It's pretty sad. 
Okay, no, thank you. So I, I'm, I feel sad for you. Like, like it's it's, it's those things when when you lose. Like when Man United lost, I died. I cried. When Pirates lost, I was like, yo, I was gonna be like Spoo and not coming to work today. But then then there'll be no show. So then, so I, I'm really happy. We look for those moments, like you know, we're, yeah. we, we're passionate fans, and we're really passionate fans. So I want to say thank you so much for coming today, Carvin. Yeah. Um. So just for you guys at home, you can follow us on our social network we are on facebook and instagram at the change room zn we are on all streaming platforms and spotify i'd love to say thank you guys so much for listening my name is tibbs this is carbon edge goldstone and we are the change room